But these, these in our own nature, they began to look and they said, we want to inve investigate, we want to see what it looks like. And of course, they bring back this negative report. They didn't have much to say about the grapes that were so large. They didn't have much to say about the milk and honey. It's just kind of passed over it. It's just like he said it was. There's milk and honey there. The grapes and the fruit of that land are very large and then kind of pass over it. But we need to let you know that there's giants in that land, right? There, there's something there that is going to stop us. And so they went on and they even uh, began to um, evangelistically speak. They said that every one of them that we seen was giants. Now, how many know that's not true? There was a portion of them that were giants, but every one of them weren't giants. But they begin to, uh, begin to express themselves and put fear into people's heart by telling them that everyone in this land was a giant and there's no way that we can overcome that. They even took it upon themselves to, uh, to uh, tell them what the giants thought. They said that we're like grasshoppers in our own sight and we look like that to them as well. Amen. But I want you to know that then they begin as they spewed out this negativism and they begin to pour this all negative things out. Then somebody wants to take a vote. Amen. It's not bad enough that they want to go investigate and see the possible probabilities of what God told them to do. Now they want to take a vote and divide the people. And so they said, let's take a vote. They're outnumbered. But Caleb steals the people and says, listen, he said, I know there's giants in that land. I know what it, there is. But he said, God said that we are able to take the land. And he said, therefore, we are well able to overcome this enemy. Amen. I want to tell you today here in this house that you are well able to overcome your enemy. It doesn't matter what the enemy may be in your life, no matter what the giant may look like in your life, that God is able to give you the power and the grace to overcome your enemy. Amen? What they saw caused fear to come into their hearts. That's what the giant is all about. The giant is not about uh, trying to make you uh, just say, well, let's just cohabitate. It is there to cause fear to come into your heart so that you will regress and go back to what you came out of. That you will settle for mediocrity. That you will be satisfied staying where you are. When the truth of it is, is that giant wants to paralyze you with fear so that you won't try to go through the gate. Because he knows that he don't have the ability to stop you when you make up your mind that I am going to obey the Lord. When you make up in your mind that I'm going to go through this gate, the enemy may rise up. But the Bible said that the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against your enemy. Hallelujah. Yeah, give him some praise. If you don't face your giant, you will stay in the wilderness wandering all of your life. You have got to rise up and possess the promise that God has for you. And you've got to face your giant. Amen. You've got to stay in his face and tell him that I am going to overcome this situation. The children of Israel got caught up on the fact that there were giants there. Let me remind you that anything of value you're going to have to fight for. 
Anything of value isn't just going to fall into your lap. But you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to do something to get it. If there's a good job to have, don't think that it's just going to show up at your doorstep and nobody else is going to want it. Just the sorry jobs are left for just anybody. Come on. Don't think that just because that you're a Christian that you're going to have everything at ease. There is going to be a battle. There is going to be a struggle. You can be in the perfect sovereign will of God and still have a warfare and a battle going on in your life. Just because that you're doing the will of God does not mean that everything's going to come up rosy. Amen. Don't be disillusioned by these televangelists. Amen. That's got a million dollar smile saying, I'm okay and you're okay and let's all just be okay. Huh? It don't happen that way, baby. Amen. I'm your pastor. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to war. You're going to have to go up against those giants in your life and tell those giants that in the name of Jesus, you're going to come down. Amen. The principalities and the powers of darkness that rage over your life. You've got to serve notice on them that I'm not going to stay in this wilderness wandering and I'm not about to just settle for where I am because where I am is not where I'm going and I've got to get to that gate to get to where I'm going and that means that you have to come down so I can make access and entrance into the new place that God has ordained for me. Amen. And so it's time for men and women of God to rise up, rise up in the name of Jesus in the power of his Holy Spirit and say these weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to God to the pulling down of these strongholds. And I just come to serve notice on the giants this morning that they must come down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on and give him some kind of praise here this morning. David is our other example in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 23. It says, And as they talked with them, behold, there came up a champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same word. And David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. Verse 25, and the men of Israel said, have ye seen this man that is coming up? Have you seen him? Again, we want to look at the natural. We want to look at the giant. We want to look at the circumstance. Have you seen this man that comes up? Surely to defy Israel and he comes up. And it shall be that the man who kills him The king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake unto the men and stood by him, saying, What shall be done to this man that kills the Philistines and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? It's easy for us to stand on this side of the story because we know the end result. But it took some kind of man to stand up 
when all of his big brothers were hiding in their little pup tents. Huh? Fear in their hearts and afraid to go out and encounter this giant. But little David, somewhere between 15 and 17 years old, would rise up because, you see, this wasn't his first rodeo. He, he had already tested the presence of God and the promise of God on his life. He already had an anointing that he understood what was going on. Amen. He had already killed a lion with his bare hands. He had already taken out, taken out a bear. Praise God. And he said, this testimony was, he said, this thing is rolling. He said, the same God that delivered me from the paw of the bear and the mouth of the lion. He's the same God that is going to deliver me from this Philistine. Amen. I just want to remind you to here today. Amen. If you're a child of God, that this isn't your first opponent. Amen. But you have overcome by just being saved. You walk through that gate because you remember how that giant stood before you and did not want you to go through the gate of salvation. How that fear would overwhelm you and you was afraid to become a Christian. He gave you all kinds of excuses, but one day you overcome that giant and you step through that gate and today you're born again. Today you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Today you have victory over your enemy because you dare to rise up and face that giant. Amen. And it is so in your own life. I dare say that if you're a Christian here today, that you have known God in seasons of your life when it seemed insurmountable, when the situations and the circumstances of life told you there is no way out. The situation looked bleak and glim and it looked like there was no hope. But you dared to step through and say, Mr. Giant, I'm not about to live my life in this fear. I'm not about to live my life hostage of this thing and you dared to step through the gate and God brought you joy. He brought you peace. He brought you hope. Praise God. And I want to tell you that whatever you may be facing today, whatever that giant may be, the same God that saved you, the same God that delivered you, the same God that brought healing into your life and deliverance, He is the same God that is anointing you right now to face your giant and say, giant, you're coming down in the name of the Lord. See, David is a little different than all the rest because the rest of Israel is fearful. But David is a new breed of leader. He spends a lot of time in worship with nobody to impress. He creates ways, new ways to praise God. He's a leader that transcends time. And before his time, he would go to God with an offering only of sacrifice and praise while the rest of Israel were still offering bullocks and turtle doves. David would go into his presence and dare to go there only with a praise. Only with a song. He would leap upon the hills. He would dance and spin before God. He would give God praise and worship when nobody else was looking. Amen. He's still young and not learned how to put on a show yet. He just believes that he should do what God said to do. Don't you like the sincerity of a child? 
They don't ask questions. They don't say, can it be done? You tell them to do a thing and they do it. They're not worried about how it's going to happen. They just go and do what they've been asked to do because they just think if you told them to do it, it ought to be able to be done. And so it is that we have to understand that David comes out there and he says, what do I get if I take this Philistine out? He said, is there not a cause? You see, if you're not fighting for something, then the fight is not worth it. And a lot of times we fight worthless fights. We fight things that don't bring us any reward. We struggle and war against things that does not bring any victory to us. But David said, what is it that I get if I bring this giant down? Glory to God. He said, there's three things on the other side of that gate. The first thing he said is that there is riches on the other side of that gate. Amen. And so the giant that is standing at the gate of your wealth, he wants to block your job. He wants to stop up your resources. He wants to keep you hostage where that there is more bills than there is money. He wants to stop you from fighting. He wants to destroy you, amen, and your riches and your wealth. But the good news, listen to me. I know that some people say, well, I'm poor and all I want is enough to get my bills paid. That's the most selfish request I've ever heard. I don't want just enough to pay my bills. I want enough to be a blessing to somebody else. I want to be able to help somebody else in difficult times. I want to be able to be in a, a man. The Bible said that we are to be the lenders and not the borrowers. That we're to be the head and not the tail. Amen. And so he said that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and his Christ. One of the kingdoms is the financial kingdom. Huh? And a lot of folks today, the reason why that we don't have a voice is because we don't have the resources. Don't y'all act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know why Washington don't listen to us? It's because we don't have money. Huh? But it's time for the church to return to get the mountain of finances. And gain the resources of heaven and earth. Amen. The Bible said that the, the, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Where, does, where is the gold? It's in the earth. Where is silver? It's in the earth. Where are diamonds? It's in the earth. The earth is the Lord's. Therefore, resources belong to God. And if they belong to my God, then they should be in our possession, in the house of the Lord. I'm telling you today that we don't have to be bound up, but just on the other side of that giant, there is a deliverance. There is an access into financial freedom. There is an access into liberty. There is a finance that you can break through and say, hey, God has not blessed me so I can brag boast and have more, but he has blessed me so I can be a blessing to other people. Amen. And be able to encourage somebody else that is discouraged and say, hey, I remember when I had to face that giant myself, but I dared to rise up. Amen. I dared to pay my tithes. I dared to give to the kingdom work of God. And God helped me to bring that giant to the ground and give me access into financial liberty. 
He told David, he said, whoever gets this giant gets my daughter. It speaks to me of family. Behind that giant is a gate of access to your family. Your family, don't let your, this enemy stop you from getting to your family. Don't give up on your family. But you've got to dare to rise up and tell this giant, I'm not leaving without my family. I'm not going to sit here and let my family die and go to hell. I'm not going about to settle and compromise and be satisfied with me going to heaven, but I'm going to take my family with me. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, give him some praise. I talked about this Wednesday night, but Moses, when he was coming out of Egypt's bondage, Pharaoh was trying to strike a deal with him. He said, you can go, but leave your family here. He said, no, whenever I leave, I'm going to leave with my whole family. He said, you can go, but leave your riches here. He said, no, when I leave, I'm taking my riches with me. I want to tell you today that when we leave, we ought to leave hell broke. I said, when we leave, we ought to leave hell, amen, invading the devil's territory and taking every child with us, every spouse with us, every aunt, every uncle, everybody in the family tree, amen. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your family, but tell the devil when I leave here, I'm leaving here with every single one of my children, every single one of my family. We're going to invade the devil's territory and we're going to walk through through that gate and we're going to raise up and say the kingdom of God has come to advance and take back what the devil has stolen from us. Oh, come on and praise him up in here. Hallelujah. Slap your neighbor a high five and tell him, get your family. The whole family belongs to God. I know they may be bound, but they belong to God. I know that the enemy may tell you they're far too far gone to ever come in, but they belong to God. Amen. I know the enemy tells you, you might as well quit praying because you've been praying for a long time. Amen. But I want to tell you, your breakthrough is in sight. Amen. It may be one more prayer that brings them in. It may be one more invitation that causes them to come into the kingdom of God. Don't grow weary in well-doing, but hold on because God will bring them through the gates. Then he tells them that there is freedom for the whole family. <laughs> One translation says that they're free from taxes. That right there ought to be enough to make you get up and fight. <laughs> Amen. Get 40% of your income back. But freedom for the whole family. Just on the other side of that giant is a gate, and the entrance to that gate is freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from whatever you're struggling with. Whatever you wish was not in your life. Whatever it is that you, is in your heart that shows up, and when you think about it, fear comes upon you. 
you have the feeling of being overwhelmed. Whatever it is that you're dealing with when nobody else is around and that giant shows up and tells you, you can't have victory in this area. You can't do it. You can't make it. It can't happen. But let me tell you today that what I have learned, when the enemy comes with a roar, it is his last ditch effort to turn me around. And I've learned to laugh in the face of the giant. <laughs> David, <laughs> David went and laughed in the giant's face. He was laughing and taunting him. Amen. The giant wants you to have all uh, three of these tied up. Your enemy wants you to stop. He wants you to give up before you get through the gate. Amen. You can't wait until everything is right. You can't wait until you have everything in order that you need to fight the giant. You've just got to get up from where you are and go and face that giant. Have you ever dealt with a bully? I dealt with some when I was in school. I think all of our kids are gone so I can talk, right? I've dealt with some in school. When you're this big, you can't run. You just got to learn how to fight. Amen. And I had a boy come up against me. He had been in the fifth grade for three years. He done grown a beard. And he was picking on little Johnny. Johnny was a small man. He had a small man syndrome. You know, he walked around like a rooster all the time. But he was a little fella. And I told Keith, I said, he was picking on little Johnny. And I said, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? So I guess he thought I was about his size. And he threw the first punch. And I got a lucky one in. And I hit him upside the temple and he fell like a lead rock. Scared me to death. I thought I done killed the rascal. But I don't have a whole lot of mercy because I just left him for dead. I took off. <laughs> Sometimes whenever that enemy's roaring against you, that bully, you just got to stand in the face and look him in the eye and tell him I'm not afraid of you. Greater is he that is in me than all the power you got up in you. The, the victor is on the inside of me. Amen. That giant is going to roar. Amen. But you can't wait until the conditions are right. You can't wait until the situation is right. You can't wait until you feel like you've got everything in order. The Bible said that David was ill-equipped. Amen. But he didn't wait for the right moment. He just laughed in the face of the enemy. And while he was hurling his words of fear, the enemy, the Bible said that David did something that nobody ever thought was David would ever do. All of a sudden, he took off running. But he did not run from the giant, but he ran to the giant. 
I want to tell you this morning that your deliverance is not going to come from running from your fear, but the deliverance is going to come from running to your fear. Amen. David didn't have it all in order. He didn't have Saul's armor. He didn't have a sword to kill the giant. He didn't have an army to go with him. All David had was a rag and a rock, but that was enough to bring the giant down. I want to tell you he had a rag and a rock, but he was anointed. Hallelujah. I said he was anointed. Amen. Whenever you're anointed, it'll make up for a lot of your disability. Amen. You can take a subpar singer that gets anointed and they'll bring the house down. You can take a preacher that is uneducated speaker, but let them get up under the anointing and they'll wreck the house. Why? Because the anointing will destroy the yoke. The anointing will remove the burden. The anointing will cause you to be able to be greater than you really are. You see, I wouldn't dare come to this platform any Sunday morning, any Wednesday night, if I did not depend upon the Holy Spirit coming upon me. Because I'm not a great articulator of words. I don't have the charisma that many people have. But I've got to depend upon the Holy Spirit of God. And when He shows up, great and mighty things are about to happen. Glory to God. When His Spirit begins to be poured out, amen, that anointing will come upon you. His anointing doesn't come upon you so you can run and hide in a tent. His anointing don't come upon you so you can run and hide behind the rocks. But his anointing comes upon you so you can run to your giant and tell him today you are coming down. David didn't have anything to kill him with. But he had a rag and a rock. And he was anointed. And he ran toward the enemy while he was still spewing words of fear. I called for a man to fight and they sent me a little boy. He said, I'll tear you apart with my hands and feed your flesh to the fowls of the air. And all of the time he is spewing this fearful words to turn David back. David's laughing. <laughs> you thought you was going to get a, one of my brothers, but you messed up and you picked on me. Hallelujah. And he ran toward him and the Bible said he wound that thing up and he let it fly. And when it flew, it knocked the giant out. I just want to stop and put some notes with my footnotes today and tell you that when you knock your giant out, don't do the victory dance yet. But the scripture said that he ran up to the giant and he took Goliath's sword. The thing that the enemy wants to kill you with is the very thing that God's going to use to kill your enemy. Did you hear me? I said the very thing that the enemy is trying to kill you with is the very thing that God is going to use to destroy your enemy. 
amen, though weapon formed against you is going to prosper. That weapon of warfare that the enemy is trying to use against you, run to that giant, cause him to be knocked out, but don't do the victory dance until you take that thing that's been trying to kill you and assassinate your enemy and tell that giant, I'm not just here to knock you out. I'm not here to cohabitate, but I'm here to take over. And I'm going to go through this gate and I'm going to have victory in this area of my life. David said, is there not a cause? He said, yeah. If you can get through this giant on the other side, there's a gate for financial freedom. If you can get through this giant, there's a gate for your whole family. If you can get through this giant, there is a gate for freedom in your life. Glory to God. Some here today, all of us are looking at gates in our life. For some today, you've never been saved, but you've come to the right place today. Because I'm enabling you with the word of God to overcome that giant of fear and walk through the gate of salvation that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Maybe you're here today and it's your finances that are suffering. Maybe it's your family that is held hostage. Maybe you yourself are looking at that giant of bondage and you need freedom in your life. But I want to tell you today, you'll never get it running from your enemy. You must run to your enemy. And there's an anointing in this house today to conquer your giant and walk through your gate. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray that everyone here under the sound of my voice today will respond to the anointing that is in this house this morning. Destroy every yoke and remove every burden. Let there be liberty and freedom to respond to your word today. Father, we're facing giants, but don't let the giants cause fear to paralyze us this morning, but let us run toward our giant with faith and with anointing and bring down the strong man and walk through the gate that you have provided for us that we can have victory in our finances, in our family, and in freedom in our lives. For those here today that have never accepted you as Savior and Lord, I pray this be the day, God, that they receive the boldness, the faith in their hearts to rise up and run into the enemy's camp and accept you as Savior and Lord of their lives. In Jesus' name, with your heads bowed, your eyes closed for just a minute, be reverence, please, to the Spirit of the Lord. I wonder if there's any in this place today that say, Pastor Brian, I know what you're talking about. I've never accepted Jesus as my Savior, my Lord. There's been times that I've wanted to, or maybe you've drawn cold and indifferent and separated from God. But you say, I want to know him today as my Savior and my Lord. Would you just slip up your hand today? Just raise your hand and say, I want that prayers from my life. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to pray a prayer for you. Is there one here this morning? Raise your hand. 
Yes, God bless. God bless you. Is there others today? Hallelujah. You say, I'm concerned about my own life and I want to get victory and freedom in some areas of my life. I need salvation in my life today. I need the hope. I don't have a hope of salvation. I don't have a hope of eternal life. But today I want to just slip your hand up and put it right back down. Anyone else today? Thank you, Jesus. We bless you today. Father, I pray for these today that have raised their hands. I ask you today, allow your anointing to come upon them as it came upon David. That they too will rise up and face their giant and let freedom come into their life here this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, there's others that are dealing with situations and giants in their family, giants in their finances. God's struggling with things in their life, God, that they are not happy with. Like Paul, that God, those things that I desire to do, I don't do. And those things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. God, that struggle is going on, but I pray today let them face that giant and walk through that gate of freedom this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I want to invite you to do. I want you to invite you this morning. This word has rang resonant with you. There's areas of your life that you need victory, you need freedom. You know that giant is standing there, but you say today, I'm going to face my giant. And I'm going to believe God for access into this area of my life. Maybe it's salvation. Maybe it's freedom in one of these areas. Maybe it's hope that you've lost. But today you say, I'm going to face that giant. I want you to come now and say, begin to sing. I want to put my faith with yours. And our altar workers will be here to meet you and pray with you. Amen. Come on. If you don't want to come alone, ask somebody to come with you. But face your giant this morning face your giant this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Face that giant this morning. Hallelujah. Face that giant this morning. Glory to God. Face that giant this morning. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. There's none like you. And into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. There's none Darkness you shine 